Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to make a quick correction to the last episode, and then I'll get to my main subject matter. And so in the last episode, the, um, the guy who was the cartoonist in that movie that I mentioned, Zodiac, the one who wrote the book about it, and then they made the movie, his name is Robert Graysmith. So if you were ever looking for that book, I think it's just called Zodiac. Um, that's who wrote it. And then they made the movie in 2007 based on the book, if I'm not mistaken. And one other thing I wanted to point out, which I just think is something interesting, that profiler who I've mentioned so much on here, that criminal profiler, she pointed out that um, the Zodiac kind of fits more into a line of like a mass murderer because mass murderers tend to want their moment in the sun, whereas serial killers don't. So in regards to Zodiac, the fact that he was writing to newspapers and writing to police and doing all this cipher stuff with this code that he had made up um, and getting all this attention and getting in the press, that really is more of what a mass murderer would do. But he was killing people almost in the way, kind of in like, most people would just say, oh, that's a serial killer, right? But um, this was more of a style of a mass murder. And this profiler has also said the same thing about the case that I followed in Idaho that got me interested in true crime. Um, she's actually described that those four students um, who were their lives were taken by the guy. Um, she's described that as well as that killer as more of a mass murderer. He was just more nuanced in the way he went about this. Um, so it's kind of interesting because that guy studied criminology. Um, and like I said, they did catch that guy, the Idaho guy, but, um, the Zodiac guy, they never truly caught. I mean, they never caught him. Um, there was somebody who they definitely thought did it, but I find it interesting that there's a difference. You know, I never knew that until I followed true crime. I didn't know that there is a different way a mass murderer would do something versus a serial killer. And I told you guys, there's that book called What Cops Know. They basically say the same thing that that profiler, Pat Brown, has said. I just find it, I just think it's neat. It's an interesting thing that there's such a very specific difference. And it's something I would never know. I would never have known that. So watching this movie, Zodiac, um, you really see the point there of what they're making, um, of what she's making and what that book makes. And in relation to this other case... Um, you're really seeing something very kind of unusual in the way that this person went about this. So it's another neat part of the movie. Um, something else that I had said in the last episode that I just did on my podcast, I had said that the main character kind of reminds me of myself, the guy, the cartoonist who's trying to figure out the case um, because he's not a police officer. He works at a newspaper office and he's he has a lot of ideas, like a critical thinker, but he's not always the most logical person. You know, he's he's not an actual detective at all. He's a he works at a newspaper office doing cartoons, like political cartoons or whatever it might be. Um, but I thought it was it was funny because another part of the movie and they they emphasize this a couple of times is 
he goes to the library a lot. He checks out books all the time. And I told you guys, it was like watching myself almost watching this character. Cause I, you know, I have a lot of ideas all the time. Um, and they don't come from the library per se, but that's something I've been doing. And it falls right in line with what I wanted to talk about because I wanted to talk to you guys about boredom and how going to the library and checking out books like I've told you guys about from shelf to shelf starting in nonfiction from shelf one and down um, it's the only thing that's ever helped um, so I was watching a documentary tonight and there was a person who I won't say who it was but because it's a very touchy subject matter but there was a person who was saying that they're bored and they were really emphasizing it they said I've been bored for years and they also have a very heavy drinking problem. And in a way, it reminded me of when I would binge drink a lot, it was usually because I was bored. And I told you guys I've been in counseling um, with somebody to help with this. And they ask you, you know, they always ask you whenever you're talking with them, what are the main problems that you've dealt with? Um, or what, what's the main situation where you would say that you would start drinking. And I, I write on there, it's usually boredom, you know, and I, I feel like I'm busy. You know, I work two jobs and I do stuff online. I do this podcast and I'm trying to do a new podcast, but even though I'm really busy and this person on this documentary, this was a, like a brand new documentary. Um, this, these, this is probably one of the busiest people I've ever seen in my life who works nonstop, but they're still bored. And so there's something probably in their work environment that they're bored by, even though they enjoy it. There's, there's something cause they said they've always been bored. And I thought, man, boredom is like an, a real problem here. Um, not just for this person's documentary, but it was for me as well. And like I said, checking out the books with an intention it's, it's really helped with the boredom, I must say. Um, and I think boredom is something that a lot of people are embarrassed to talk about. Um, because then you think that people think that you're, you have nothing going on, but that might not be the case. Like you could have a lot going on, but you're still bored with life or you're frustrated or you're, you're depressed or you're downturned by life. Um, I think that all falls in line with boredom. You're bored with things. You're tired with stuff. Um, but I, I'm again, I know I've said this numerous times, but the reading, it's just really helped because again, I did it with an intention of trying to open up my mind to things that I normally would not. And so I'm just going shelf by shelf, you know, three to five books per shelf. And I'm on like the 12th shelf now. So the books I just checked out for this week are Inventing the Internet because I'm in computer science right now. And the Road Ahead by Bill Gates, um, Inventing the Internet's by Janet Abate. So these are just two books that were in computer programming, um, and I just find it interesting to to learn more. Um, you know, there's there's a lot about computer science I have no interest in. I would say ninety percent of me is not interested in this, but it's it is interested is interesting to see what I learn. Because I actually have learned quite a bit on a lot of different subject matters, on things that I never thought I would ever learn about. And 
I don't normally buy books because before I started going to the library um, so regularly, I wasn't really a reader. I'm not a big reader. Like, it's not really my thing. So the fact that I actually am getting rid of my boredom by reading is kind of ironic. I used to actually be very bored by reading. But I think since I'm doing it with an intention and I don't know what I'm going to read about, it's kind of neat to see what I learn. Um, it's helped. It's like the only thing that's worked. But I bought myself a book. And this, out of all the books I've gone through, I want to point out I don't read every single book. I, I skim through most of them. So out of probably the 35 to 40 books I've checked out in the last few months, there's really probably been four that I've actually read pretty much the whole book. Because for whatever reason, I like the way it was laid out. I like the information. I like the author. I just wanted to learn more. So out of the 35 and 40, most of them I skimmed through. And I just see what kind of their main points are. But I would say four I've really read. And out of the four, I actually bought one for myself for my birthday this month. And it was by that nuclear physicist, Stan Friedman. And it's called Top Secret Magic. And magic is spelled M-A-J-I-C. So this one was about the um, the guy who had been investigating the MJ-12 story. Um, things like that. The... Uh, stuff about it's about like ufos and national security agency and um but this guy actually worked in the field i think he worked for like the lock the place that makes like lockheed martin and he worked in like um neuro not neuroscience but um aerospace type science and um just really he actually worked in the field and so he you know came across his own um came across his own way of coming into this. This isn't anything that he was sort of searching out. He came into the world of UFOs by working in the field of um, nuclear physics. Um, so just very interesting, uh, just interesting perspective. And like I said, I, I like it when people work in the field. So rather than a journalist writing about stuff like this, um, they're really just writing about stuff when it's a journalist writing about it. But when it's somebody who works in the field, that's different. So like that Bill Gates book, he obviously works in the field. Um, but I've learned a lot. And so I actually ended up buying a book on one of the things I read about. So Which I wouldn't have thought that I would have done that. Um, I have a nice little library at home. But again, I, I didn't think that I would hit on something so quickly that I found so interesting that I would actually spend money and buy the book about it. Um so there you go. But like I said, I, I saw this documentary tonight and it was a woman talking about how she'd always struggled with boredom. A very busy woman who works a lot. She was like, I would almost call her like the president of the company she worked for, but so bored that she was just drinking herself silly. And and it, I, I wasn't expecting her to use that word boredom. So I wanted to kind of emphasize that you know, it's something I've talked about on here and it's, it's, it's a big deal to be able to squash that boredom, not just with a hobby and not just with exercise, but with learning more. Um, you know, I, I find fascinating that this is working for me, um, doing this reading and, you know, I do hope to associate it with my, 
the podcast that I want to do, the history philosophy podcast, I want to associate the books that I'm reading as part of, you know, what we are taught in history when we're growing up, what we're not taught, you know, the philosophy of, of all kinds of things. There's a lot of different fields of philosophy. Um, but I thought it was kind of funny that that character that I had said um, reminded me of myself, the character in the movie Zodiac. They show him um, being quite the library fanatic in it. Um, and I told you it was like watching myself, watching him, because he's so full of ideas that he's kind of getting on people's nerves. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of rabbit holes. It's almost like he's in the world of rabbit holes before uh, social media or YouTube, true crime sleuths and all that. Um, He's sort of in that world. And it's sort of the perfect case for it because that Zodiac case was so, it was two things. You know, the the Zodiac had almost these two personas. And so you, you probably, it would probably work well for somebody like that, a critical thinking person, to try to blend in with the more log- logical type people like the police or whoever, the detectives or whoever it might be. Um, it might help in that particular type of a crime because you have somebody who's not doing things the way a logical thinker would solve them. Because again, this person was doing two things in two different ways. This Zodiac person, um, you know, it was almost like a, a serial killer mixed with a, a mass murderer. He was he was doing two profiles. A lot of people thought maybe it was two people, but most people do not think that it was after looking at how they went about things. Um, so, again, it's kind of a neat thing to see that portrayed in a movie. Um, it's basically an example of what I had already talked about. You know, critical thinking critical thinkers versus logical thinkers and how there's certain fields that fit better for certain people. And I would not fit well in a true crime environment or a, any type of law enforcement. My mind is not made for that. You know, I'm, I'm more of an ideas person, problem solving. I am not a, you know, crime scene detective mind whatsoever. So I find it interesting to learn these things, but I just wanted to share that. And I wanted to share again that for boredom, the reading really has worked. And I think if you do it with an intention and you just do it to learn things and see what you learn and you just go by shelves, it is the only thing that's ever helped. So when I was watching that woman tonight on this documentary and she said she's bored, she's always been bored and she's such a busy and successful person. And yet she's just drinking herself to oblivion, I thought, I wonder if doing something like what I'm doing would help her too. You know, um, you know, she's, this is an older woman and nothing has stuck. So it just makes me wonder, you know, what specifically about this that I'm doing is working so well for my own boredom, you know, is it simply just because I'm learning more or I'm open to learning more? I don't know. Um, but it would be nice if it would work for her too. Cause she, she's really struggled with this, this drinking crap, but I wanted to share a little bit of that. Um, and again, just share something that's worked for me. Um, so this is the complex PTSD guy signing off.